stoked for a special Super Bowl episode. Today we won't have as many segments, but we will really go into depth on our segments. Our segments today are a matchup segment talking about the Chiefs and the Buccaneers playmakers going up against each other. We will have the game picks, and then the funny segment for today, the Super Bowl best food poll, and that is not a fully accurate poll. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's time for a matchup segment. Our first quote-unquote matchup of the day is Patrick Mahomes versus Todd Bowles. If you didn't know, Todd Bowles is a defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One of my questions was, can Patrick Mahomes light up the Bucks' pass defense as he did in Week 12? As you may recall, the Chiefs won that game 27-24, and Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill had a really big game. I'm not sure if Todd Bowles' defense can adapt to how they play. Maybe they can, maybe they won't, but you never know. I mean... The Bucks have a not they don't have it's below average pass defense, but they still have a few playmakers. I mean, um Antoine Winfield this year has been really good and the pass defense has some talent but not that much talent. But I really do think Mahomes could still light up this week. I think there's a high probability. I think the Buccaneers could stop him if they watch a lot of film and they see how he plays. They figure out what play calls to to run. I mean, when you see Patrick Mahomes on film, you see against the blitz that he's, he does so well. But if you play coverage, he gets so much time in the pocket. And if he has time to survey the field and find his targets, that's you don't know what to do. Like, for if I was a defensive coordinator, I don't know what to do. I might probably play coverage, but then you need outstanding DBs to be able to cover all his targets. So, in my in Todd Bowles' perspective, I think this would be really hard for him, and that's why I think Patrick Mahomes will light up the Bucks defense this week. And then I also thought that Eric Fisher, the left tackle for the um for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Mitchell Schwartz, the right tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, are both out for this game. So can Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaquille Barrett take advantage of the backup O-lineman. JPP, which that's what we call him, um, is a linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Shaquille Barrett is also a linebacker. So there will be edge rushers against the backup O-lineman. I think they can take advantage of this. I think Patrick Mahomes will also have to get rid of the ball a little early because the left, the tackles are probably the most important position on the line. I mean, what other position is really other important? Yeah, you could say the center, not really the guards, but the center is probably also more important. But the tackles are really the walls. They contain the pass rushers and they don't let them get to the quarterback. So I really think that the pass rushers could really get take advantage and make Mahomes to make some poor throws. And I think that could really impact the game. So I think that's a key matchup that you have to see. And then also Travis Kelsey for versus Levante David and Devin White. You guys might think, oh, Tyreek Hill versus the Buccaneers defensive backs is the main matchup of this week. I actually think this is going to be where the main matchup is because I think most of the defense will be focused on the pass catchers, the receivers, but you have to be focused on Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's their, one of their main weapons. I mean, other than Tyreek Hill, he's their number one guy. So, and I think he could do a lot of damage to the Buccaneers defense if they underestimate how good he is. Because corner routes, you could run streaks, he's 
kind of fast, and he's a really good route runner. So I think that could burn the defense. And then also Tyreek Hill versus the Buccaneers secondary. Tyreek Hill had 13 receptions for 269 yards and three touchdowns against the Buccaneers in Week 12. That's crazy. He had two touchdowns in the first half and like 150 receiver receiving yards. They were like two bomb touchdowns. I mean, that's insane. The Bucks' pass defense again is not that great, so that's where that happened. But I think the the Buccaneers are going to try and double cover Tyree Kill, and I think that could leave some wide open spots on the field, being in man coverage with other weapons like Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, even Travis Kelsey. So I think that Tyree Kill, the Chiefs might take advantage of that. And then moving over to the um, Buccaneers offense and the Chiefs defense. I wanted to talk about matchup Tom Brady for Steve Spagnuolo. Steve Spagnuolo is the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. As you may recall, Steve Spagnuolo was the defensive coordinator for the Giants when they played the Patriots in Super Bowl 42, which was in 2008, and held him to only 266 yards and one touchdown. Can Steve Spagnuolo do what he did in 2008 to Tom Brady? Also, the 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 Giants beat the Patriots in 2008. So, you gotta give credit to the guy facing the GOAT. But, Steve Spagnolo, can he repeat that? I mean, Tom Brady, you could say he progressed from that time, which he did. Or you could say he degressed, which is like going down. But, I feel like he's definitely improved because he has more experience. We know that. But he's also gained a lot more knowledge for the game. He's gained more wisdom because at that time he might have thrown some errant errant throws, but now he's he's not as accurate, I'd say, but he knows a lot more about defensive coverages and all that stuff. I'm not sure if Steve Spagnuolo can contain him because I think Tom Brady now knows what Steve Spagnuolo's play calls might be. So I think he could really take advantage of that. And then also I want to talk about the Leonard Fournette versus the Chiefs defensive line. Um, I think the Bucks can take advantage of the Chiefs inconsistent run defense because a lot of teams like to try and run the ball against the Chiefs. They don't like to pass the ball usually because the Chiefs pass defense is sometimes really good and sometimes not the best. So I think they could also try the Buccaneers can run the ball outside away from Chris Jones, the Chiefs star defensive tackle. Because if you shift the ball to the outside, you can try and block the defensive tackle and then have an open room on the outside and I think if they do that they can control the clock and keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes and then I think the most important part on that side of the ball is can the Chiefs contain all the Buccaneers receivers guys tell me one team that has better weapons than the Buccaneers if they're all healthy maybe the Chiefs yeah you could say Terry Kill Travis Kelsey you could say Demarcus Robinson, he's in there sometimes. Sammy Watkins, he's in there sometimes. And also Cole Hardman. But we all know the Bucks have the best passing catchers. And even they have decent running backs. I mean, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, they're, they've been really consistent over the playoffs. But I really don't know who the Chiefs are going to be covering the Buccaneers receivers. Like, 
What I think is, I think the number one corner for the Chiefs right now is Legereus Sneed, the rookie. He's played really well this year, and I think he might be on Mike Evans. I think Bashad Breeland is going to be on Chris Godwin. I think Traverius Ward is going to be on Antonio Brown. So I think this is where the Buccaneers could really take advantage, even though they might try to run the ball most of the game. But I think this is where they could really find the soft spots in the Chiefs' defense. So that's going to wrap up our matchup segment. Now it's time for game picks. Guys, so at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Super Bowl 55, we've got the Chiefs at the Buccaneers. It's basically at, but it's not really. I feel like this game could go either way. I really do. These teams have such high-powered offenses. They have so many weapons, and they even have decent defenses. So I think this is going to be a marquee matchup. Of course it's a marquee matchup. It's a Super Bowl. So many people of the population in the United States watch it, even people not even in the U.S. watch it. But I actually do think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Hear me out now. You might think, oh, the Bucks should win this game because they have home field advantage. Yes. I do think this could really affect the game because there's going to be 25,000 fans around. Around 22,000, but that's a lot of fans, guys. You see, in regular football stadiums, there's around 75,000. And then you divide that by around three, maybe like three and a half, around that. But then you have that many fans. That's a lot of fans. And especially saying that there's going to be more than just Buccaneers fans, but a lot of the capacity is going to be Buccaneers fans. I mean, that could really, really, really affect the game. And I'm not joking by that because Buccaneers fans are kind of, I wouldn't say they're rabid, but they're loud. Okay. Um, and I think Buccaneers fans are really hype right now. And I think they really want this dub. So I still think the Chiefs are going to win this game, but Again, this game could go either way. But also, I feel like the way the Chiefs played in the Week 12 game against the Buccaneers, I don't really think the Buccaneers' defense can contain Mahomes in their offense because you look at all the weapons they have and you think, oh, who are they going to double-team? Who are they going to really cover? You think about Tyree Hill, you th- double-cover Travis Kelsey and Tyree Hill. That leaves Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Nicole Hardman, all the pass catchers from the backfield. That leaves them wide open. So you need to distribute your defenders to evenly uh, to all the people. I mean, not evenly, but you need to have two people on the really good guys like Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. But you also have to have enough people for the not so big names, but they're still pretty big names. I mean, they're football players, but... You need to have guys on Sammy Watkins, Lee Cole Hardman, CEH, and you also need them some on Demarcus Robinson. I mean, these guys are playmakers. You can't count them out. They're important when they need them. So I think you have to really account for all the players on the field. You can't just account for two people because then you could see not just Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey getting all the yards. You have to see the other people getting the yards because... You just cannot, you cannot just keep it to two people. You have to spread the ball out. Otherwise, the defense is going to know where you're going. And that could really affect the game. Because if the Buccaneers thinks, I want to go on Terry Kill. Because if we don't, he was going to get wide open. He's going to just do 13 receptions for 269 yards and three touchdowns. You can't let that happen, and you can't let that happen for anybody else on the field. That's why it's so tough for the Buccaneers' defense. And I feel like the Chiefs and the Buccaneers have some momentum because I feel like they're really hyped for these for this game. The Chiefs, 
they're in their second straight Super Bowl appearance, and the last time they won that Super Bowl. So if they win on Sunday, they'd have two straight Super Bowl appearances, two straight Super Bowl victories, and that's crazy. That hasn't been done in like 30 years. So you in the Buccaneers, they haven't won a Super Bowl in a long time, and their team really hasn't been good for that long. So you you you're hype on either side. I feel like this is gonna be a really really good game. When I say 27-24 Chiefs, guys, take my opinion lightly. I don't want you guys going betting on me because I'm not the best predictor, okay? I still like predicting. And then don't go betting on the other side because then I'd be probably right. So just, my my luck is a little eh. So when you think of me, just don't really think of a prediction. So, yeah. I feel like this game could go either way again. So just take my prediction lightly. That's going to wrap it up for Game Picks. And now it's time for a special segment, the Super Bowl Best Food Poll. Yay! And guys, in this segment, we're basically be talking about, in my few friends and family members, seven people participate in this poll, so this is not fully accurate, because usually in a scientific poll, you'd have a thousand people, like ten thousand people, but seven is like not a number that you should be testing people on. It's just a funny segment, just for the lulls. So... We have pizza contending chips, wings, and pigs and blankets. If you don't know what pigs and blankets are, they're basically mini hot dogs with like bread around them. So they're basically mini hot dogs. So in last place, well tied for last place, we have wings and pigs and blankets. So one person put wings, which is 14.285714%, and then also pigs and blankets, one person is also 14.285714%. And then in second place, or kind of third place, but second place, um, we have pizza, two people, including myself. I love pizza. Well, plain pizza, because it tastes really good. Um, And 28.571429%. And then you guys know with chips, with cheese dip, nachos, also with guacamole and salsa, with three people, 42.857143%. I don't know. I don't know why people pick nachos. I don't like nachos. Like, I don't like anything, actually. Like, I really don't. I'm a picky eater, so I I don't really love wings, but I really like pigs and blankets, but I really love pizza. So, again, guys, this is not an accurate poll. This is just a joking segment. I just wanted to do this for the memes, for the lols. So, I hope you guys really enjoyed this segment, and I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And now it's time for the credits. But before that, I wanted to give a huge shout to you guys because you guys have been so amazing just listening to my podcast and helping me out. I really appreciate it because this has been so fun for me. And you guys, thank you to you guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend watching the Super Bowl and just having a great time. So now it's time for the credits. Thank you for coming to listen to football for fans and fanatics. And a huge thanks to my parents and my executive producer, Zara Kaur, for making this possible. Hi, everybody. Stay tuned for next week's episode of Football for Fans and for Next, coming to you next week.